Welcome to the Embodied Love Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Grant. In this show, we'll be exploring all things love, relationships, and the creative fulfillment of living a life on purpose. If you're someone who wants to leave this world a little better and really make the most out of your human experience, you're a creative, a lover, a human who is here to embody the full essence of love, this podcast is for you. Join me for conversations about the real stories, lessons, and mistakes that make up a life well-lived and a human well-loved. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today we are going to be talking about another dating topic in preparation for the Embodied Dating Workshop that is happening February 25th. And if you would like to join us for that, you can grab your spot in the show notes. For the first time ever, I am doing a choose-your-own-adventure pricing model. So you literally get to decide what you want to pay for the workshop. And I, you know, outline everything you need to know about where we're going, what we're doing on the link that is in the show notes. So you can go check that out if you feel called and inspired to dive into this dating work a little bit more deeply. And today we're going to be talking about the phenomenon of dating down. So dating down is essentially when you choose someone who is not at your level. Even just saying that, it's like so fucking arrogant. Oh, and it, I mean, it's funny. Like we got to have a sense of humor about our humanness. Yes. Wow. We are, we are fascinating creatures, aren't we? <laughs> you know, but like there is, it's a very real thing dating down. And I wanted to dive into it today because obviously if we are dating down, we're not choosing people who can mutually meet us. So the ability to create partnership, if you are dating down, is impossible. Because to create partnership, that requires a partner who is on the same level. And you know, a lot of the time when you read about dating down on the internet, it's kind of focused on social status and someone having like a different social status than you. And sure, that can definitely be part of it. And the direction that we're going to go today is more of an emotional and relational maturity angle because I like I'm not the person for you if like the surface level shit is your jam. Like I I'm not I'm not for you. <laughs> Just stop the recording and find someone else. But if you like going deep and you really enjoy the, you know, nuances of being human and feeling deeply fulfilled and enriched by your life and your experiences, and you would like your relationships to reflect that, then I am definitely a teacher that would be compatible with that intention. And so when we are speaking from this place of enrichment and fulfillment, the whole world of emotionality and relational maturity have to be at the table where we are having this conversation. So 
when I talk about dating down, I'm talking more so about dating someone who is less mature and a let and less emotionally and relationally developed than you. And we're going to go into, you know, obviously why these types of dynamics are enticing and <laughs> what it allows us to get away with. Uh, we're going to dive into, you know, how do we transition out of this pattern? Because it's great that we talk about it and we know what it is and we can spot it, but then what is our access out? So we're going to talk about both of those things today. So buckle up, let's get into it. So the number one reason why we might choose to date down is because it's easy. And this is where it gets more nuanced because it might seem easy on the surface It might seem easy at the start to have someone who essentially is just like a yes person and wants to go along with everything you say. You get to dominate the relationship and direct it and guide it. It's it's not a co-creation. They're just along for your ride. Now, it might seem like that is an easy thing at the beginning, and it probably is, to be fair, but eventually that is going to turn into a dumpster fire because eventually people start to feel like, wait, I don't really have much of a say here. Huh, I don't really like that. And also, when you date someone who, let's say, hasn't prioritized their emotional and relational maturity, once you get far enough into a relational dynamic all of those patterns start to come out. So what was once easy, where they just kind of went along with everything, now you're dealing with, you know, their toddler tyrant. (laughs) You know, maybe their upset five-year-old comes out a lot. Or you're dealing with them morphing into their more angsty adolescent and playing out a lot of really unhealthy behaviors. And to be honest... That is not easy to navigate at all. It's actually really frustrating. It's really draining. And you just end up going round and round and round in circles. Now, sometimes we do this because we have this egoic desire to morph and shift and change and mold someone into our ideal person. So we might date down And choose someone who is just, they just don't know who they are yet. They haven't gone through enough uh, initiations in their life, in their relationships, to really come out through the other side and know who they are and what they stand for and trust themselves and have faith in their own journey. They haven't done that yet. And so when we spot someone like that and we're operating from this position and this position is a wounded position, by the way. Like We don't pick people as projects when we are in our power. We don't. We pick people as projects when we are really wrapped up and still playing out our wounding. And the tricky spot here is that we might be doing work on ourselves so we think that we are <laughs> in our full embodied expression and in the truth of who we are, but 
our wounds are still largely unconscious to us. And so we are selecting from that place. And when we choose someone who can be molded and shifted and, you know, essentially transformed into our ideal person, first of all, that is really disrespectful. And listen, I'm not saying this from a place of judgment at all, because this was one of my favorite patterns to run. And it even showed up in my last relationship, like to a degree, it was still there. (laughs) And, you know, if we can't have a sense of humor about this stuff, like we're going to get swallowed alive by it. You know, so this is not me judging. This is me being like, hey, everybody, just so you know, this is what's happening. And I've made it through that tunnel and I've kind of deconstructed it thread by thread. And this is what's going on there, not from a place of judgment, but from a place of awareness so that you might be able to sniff this out within yourself, track it within yourself. And then we don't have to play these patterns out for as long as we sometimes do. But I mean, you'll play it out for as long as you do. Uh, It's just whether or not, you know, you're ready to make that change. So when we choose people who are not at the same level and there's a part of us that's like, ooh, you know, they don't quite know who they are, but I can see their desire to be like a really great person. So let me just take them on as a project. Let me guide them. Let me teach them. Let me be, you know, the guiding force into them stepping into their truest expression. And we can really convince ourselves that this is a noble thing. Like if we have any rescuer, savior patterns in us, which by the way, you do, it doesn't matter who you are, (laughs) it's there. We all have it just to what degree is going to be unique to you. So if that pattern is running and we're like, ooh, let me be the one to save them. Let me be the one to rescue them from like where they're at. You're already seeing them through the lens of incompetency. You're seeing them through the eyes of pity. There's no empowerment there at all. It's kind of energetically gross. (laughs) When we really like get into it, we're like, ooh, that feels slimy and slippery and (laughs) not into it. Um, And because it is, it's like this noble intent, you know, it's being presented as a noble intent, but like the driving force underneath it is your wounds. Like, I don't want to get left. And I think that if I create the perfect person, the ideal person, mold them into the person I need them to be, they'll never leave. And this is the thing about a rescuer pattern. If they need me, they won't leave me. That's the logic there. And so a rescuer pattern will create these subtle forms of dependency. And when you have a teacher-student dynamic, in a relationship, 
there is a degree of dependency when you have a very distinct power differential in a relationship. You can see this play out. You know, we can see that you don't have both people in in their power. Like there's, you know, something slippery going on there. And, you know, when we create a power dynamic, it's so that we can essentially secure the relationship so that we don't have to experience pain. But the joke's on us (laughs) because (laughs) in playing out those patterns, you are literally subscribing yourself to the pain path. And, you know, it's really fucking painful when, you know, you've invested all of this energy into, like, the person that they're becoming. And you know what happens? You become their launch pad. I'll probably talk about this in a different episode. I'm definitely going to talk about this in the embodied dating course. You know, we'll we'll probably touch on it briefly in the workshop if it comes through, if it's something that, you know, is really striking a chord with people. But this concept of being a launch pad where people come to you and you mold and shift and change them and then they are off on their path. Again, this is another pattern of mine. I'm really good at it. Like, come to me if you don't know who you are and like let my love be the thing that sets your course and you find out who you really are. Ew. It honestly makes me want to throw up in my mouth a little bit now. (laughs) But back in the day, it was my favorite. I love that pattern. Because on some level, it brought me a sense of significance. It brought a sense of importance, of value, of worth. Because my worthiness was actually in the toilet. And so I needed to construct these external experiences so that I could convince myself that I was worthy. Because, well, look at what I did for them. Like, if it wasn't for me, they never would have found their path. Like, they found what they were supposed to be doing in the world because of me. Do you hear the arrogance in that? Like, it doesn't allow for people's sovereignty. Like, someone finds their path because it's their destiny to. They find their path because of the steps that they take. Like you can't force someone to become something that they aren't meant to become. And now you can, you know, really guide that and you can shine the light in places that maybe they didn't consider, but ultimately they still have to follow that thread. They are still the one who did it, not you. And claiming credit this happens a lot in the spiritual world where people claim credit for other people's transformation and it's fucking disgusting. Like it is gross, you know, whether it's a teacher claiming that for their student or a partner claiming that for their partner, like that's not emotional maturity. 
That is not standing in your own sovereign worth and value to say something like that. That is collapsing into a much younger part of you, a younger part of you that needs validation, that needs that significance because it hasn't been cultivated from the inside out. And so, you know, when we look at these patterns, I, it's really easy to make ourselves wrong and like go down a shame spiral because we're like, oh, yucky. (laughs) I can't believe I've been doing that. I'm such a bad person. You're not a bad person. You're just missing fundamental nutrients that your system needs. And that's probably a byproduct of the relationships that you had early on in your experience and them not being able to give the full sustenance This is part of the human game. We don't come in, I mean, we do come earthside knowing all these things and then they get conditioned out of us. And you have people who have unresolved wounding, teaching other humans how to human, like as if that's not going to pass on this idea of like, well, part of being human is to just be wounded and act from that wounding. Because that's, that's, the message that we get there. So if you have these patterns, it's not because you're fundamentally flawed and there's something so bad and wrong about you. It just means that you're human and this is a strategy that you have unconsciously utilized to try and get your needs met. You're not a monster. I promise you, you are not. But you got to clean up that pattern because once you become aware of it, Sorry to burst your bubble and bring the awareness through today. Once you know that that pattern is there, you now have to be responsible for it. Meaning you got to investigate why we would be running this pattern in the first place and what this pattern provides you with. Because if you don't know what it provides you with, you cannot find a healthier avenue to get that need met. So this is why we do this investigation. This is why we will really be looking at this pattern in the embodied dating course. So if you come to the workshop, you are going to get a special offer to join that course. And I'm going to be rolling out a mastermind. So this is a very small group. I love working in small groups, like groups of six is just my jam. I love it. Because I really, as I said at the beginning, I really like to go deep. I like to know the people that I'm working with, like really know them so that I can really champion them and really back them. And, you know, I have all sorts of levels of entry. So like if the mastermind is out of financial range, like that's okay. Like there are other spots that you can come in and we, we still go deep. You know, you just the mastermind has the most access and we are going to take those patterns apart thread by thread. So if you're at the workshop, you will get access, like a special access to both of those offers. Um, so I'd highly recommend if you're feeling like, Ooh, yep, this is definitely the work for me right now. Um, yeah, I would suggest coming to the workshop, whether you can come live or you catch the replay, I'm doing a special bonus Q and a, a week after 
the workshop for everyone who's attending so that you have time to let the transmission teaching of the workshop land and then we can digest your questions a week later so that you you actually get to practice being in like the slow drip of this work so you got to have space to digest it and by kind of spreading these two pieces of the workshop apart we are able to you know receive the workshop and then digest and then anything you might need clarity on or have questions about we'll do that on the bonus Q&A so like it's a wonderful you know opportunity to come in and start working with this pattern because this particular pattern of dating down is one of the things that stands in the way between you and having the full-blown mutually met partnership of your dreams. And that type of partnership is a relationship that nourishes both people. And it's also a relationship that is in service to each person's individual mission. So I believe we all have an individual soul mission. Like there's something that we are here to do, to weave into the fabric of humanity. And your relationships are either going to support that or they are going to extract and take you away from that. So whenever we have really dramatic relationships, that allows us to avoid embodying our mission. And so when we do this work, we can start to really clean up our internal world. And in cleaning up the internal world, we are able to select people who are actually on our level, which means we have to tell the truth about where we actually are. Like if we're choosing someone who is beneath us, I can guarantee you you're not as far along as your ego wants to tell you that you are. Because when we're really embodied in this work, we're really embodied in our worth and our value, we're really embodied in love, we have no interest in selecting people where the relationship itself would take them out of range. Because when you choose someone, let's say you are on this certain level and you choose someone who's just at a different stage of their life, different stage of their development, they haven't gone through the initiations that you've gone through, they don't know these things yet, what you're forcing them to do is move faster than what's true for their system. You're forcing them to go out of range and catch up. Do you know how shitty that feels to be in a relationship where you always feel like nothing you do is ever good enough and no matter what you do, you can never catch up to your partner? Like, talk about a fucking blow to the self-esteem and the self-worth. Like, that's what we're doing if we are choosing someone who is like at a very different stage of life, very different stage of their development. We're helping them groove in a belief of being unworthy. I personally do not want to be responsible for that anymore. <laughs> like There are things that I do want to be responsible for, and that is not one of them. Like I do not want to be the cause 
and a contributing factor to someone feeling unworthy about themselves. And this is why like, we got to do this work slowly because the ego hates what I just said. You might even be cursing me or you might even be like, Kelsey, fuck off. Like, this is bullshit. Like, I'm not like that. <laughs> this is coming from the goodness of my heart. I believe in them. And that is true. Like, they're two sides of the same coin, though. Like, every guy that I've done this with, and I've had two really serious relationships where I played this one out so hard. Like the first relationship that I did this in, that I really was conscious that I was doing this in, um, oh man, it it burnt me to a crisp. <laughs> like, and when I say burnt me, I mean my identity, like my egoic identity, the person that I thought I was, got incinerated <laughs> in, in that dynamic, because I literally. From the moment I met him, he, he didn't have any money. He didn't know what he was doing with his life. And I had this vision for myself in my life. And I wanted to hitch him to it. Because I was like, if we build a business together, then it'll be much harder for him to leave me. Okay, great. Let's, let's roll with that. And at the same time, like I, I did see something in him. And... And obviously that thing that I saw in him was true because he has actually become that. You know, a decade later, it's actually been a decade since we first met. Well, actually more than a decade, 11 years since we first met. And he, like today, the person that he is today is the person that I saw in him 11 years ago, which is really freaking cool. Like, I love that that's been his journey. And it was a very tumultuous experience for us because we were not at the same stage when we got together. And so there was this constant game of catch up that was happening. And then once, you know, he kind of figured out who he was and like saw that he could actually be successful at the thing, um, that's when he launched and left because he didn't need me anymore. So that whole thing that I was talking about, like if they need me, they'll never leave me, is a lie. They will stay until they don't need you anymore. But once you, they don't need you anymore, they're literally launching into the next chapter of their life and you're not going to be coming along for the ride. Like that's... Like it's, it's a really fucking gnarly pattern to work out. And I want to have this conversation with you so that, you know, your free will can choose whether or not you want to do the path of most destruction and the path of most resistance, or you'd like to swim downstream a little more, the path of least resistance, which would be when I feel the impulse to choose someone who is at a different stage of development, I like see something in them and I want to nurture it and I want to like bring it out and I want to mentor them and like bring that through in them that you think twice about what you're really doing there. You really think twice about it. 
And if that's the case, if you really do want to nurture them in that way, become their mentor. (laughs) Don't date them. (laughs) Become their mentor. I mean, if it's clean, like if you are really physically and sexually attracted to them, that's dirty too. So, you know, we got to be so honest. You know, I find it so funny that honesty is like one of these core values that we're like, yeah, every relationship needs to have honesty, which I, I fundamentally believe. And yet we're so dishonest with ourselves all the time. So we're trying to create this thing externally in our relationship that we don't yet embody within ourselves. And that these are the places where you need to be honest. You need to tell the truth on yourself. <laughs> like, yeah, I do find this person attractive. And yeah, I also want to save them and rescue them and guide them. Just tell the truth. Be like, okay, if I, if I do that, if I play that out, you know, that's going to be a big karmic lesson for both me and them. Is that something that I want to step into? Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. And so it's really up to you to take a look at these patterns for yourself. You know, are we really stepping into the co-creation of a mutually met relationship if we are choosing someone who makes it easy for us to actually stay kind of closed while also giving off the illusion that we're open. That's what uh, this pattern does as well. You know, you, you can stay really safe and guarded and walled off in your heart when you have someone who is, quote unquote, not on your level. Because, you know, and, and this could be something so simple as like a difference in maturity and confidence. So if you have someone who has actually gone through those initiations and is emotionally mature and like really confident in themselves, and you've also gone through that, they're not going to take your shit. They're not going to stand for you running your patterns. They're not going to tolerate you walking around with a closed heart and like acting like, you know, an entitled teenager. They're going to challenge you on that. And part of the reason why we will choose these relational dynamics where we date down is so that we're not challenged. Our ego is literally choosing a relationship that allows us to not be challenged to step into and embody our greatness. It's wild. It's really, really wild. And, you know, we... Also have to take a look at, you know, if we're choosing someone who's at a different stage, like what are our intimacy issues there? Like why don't we really want to be seen, known, loved, and cherished for who we are? Like what is our deal around people coming close? Because you actually get to keep someone at arm's length when there's a power dynamic, especially like this emotional and maturity and relational power dynamic. Um, like they're not getting anywhere close to your heart. And so there is this, 
experience of, you know, I can kind of do the pseudo masquerading intimacy. Like I can pretend I'm being intimate and like really emotionally vulnerable, but actually I'm not. Because if I were like, I know how to perform vulnerability. Most of us do, especially if you are talking to an audience of people who have never been emotionally honest. The thing that you could say that like kind of blows their whole world open actually doesn't feel vulnerable and intimate to you. It's performative. This is all over the internet right now, by the way. You know, where you have coaches who are like spilling this vulnerability, but it's not actual embodied vulnerability because that is, there's an energetic transmission to that. There's a clunk to that. Like there's a like, mm, a weight to it. When you can feel like, ooh, yeah, this is, this is tender, maybe a little spicy. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to lead with it anyway. And, you know, it, it requires us to be in our body to discern this stuff. This is why we're doing an embodied dating workshop. Because in order to flush all this stuff out, you have to be in your body. And in order to really read your discernment properly, your energy system, your body needs to be clear. So if we have a bunch of unprocessed emotional debris sitting in our system, it is going to impact and influence how we relate with our discernment and relate to our knowing. Our knowing will get distorted. So if we really want to set ourselves up for fulfillment and dating and partnership and have mutually met relationships, well then it's probably a good idea to learn how to be in your body and like to heat up the system so that we can get into those spaces where we are gripping, where we are holding stuff in and give it a, a healthy gateway to metabolize. That's all, it, that's all it really is. You know, there's just stuff in your system that's not metabolized and it's clunky. And so the energy in you can't move smoothly. You can't read your intuition smoothly because it's the channel is bogged up. And that's okay. That's also part of being human. And when we are able to kind of clean the pipes, so to speak, then we can really discern the nuances in our behavior and in other people's behavior. You know, we have to, if you are the more mature one, you have to act more mature. And maturity is choosing someone who can mutually meet you so that you can co-create what you want to co-create. Because, you know, dating down, like I said, it helps you avoid your mission because all of your creative faculties and your creative energy is being siphoned off into this clusterfuck of drama and frustration and misalignment. You know, when you have someone who doesn't know how to be emotionally responsible and doesn't have emotional skills or relational skills or communication skills, 
do you know how much of your time is spent like putting out fires that really have no business burning? Like hint, it's the majority of your time. You know, and I think this is one of the reasons why people can be resistant to getting into relationships. Because if you are getting into a relationship and your picker is broken and you're choosing someone who just isn't emotionally and relationally mature, that will take away from your work. It'll take away from your mission. It'll take away from your creativity, your creative projects, like the things that matter most to you. You will no longer be fully available to those things. But a relationship where you are mutually met, where you are partnered up with someone who is emotionally and relationally mature, if that's what you are, then your relationship becomes this generator of energy, a generator of energy that supports and fuels both people's mission and the mission of the relationship itself. Because every relationship has a cosmic mission. There's something that those two people together are supposed to experience. And, you know, we can really start moving in this expansive direction if we are willing to do the brave and vulnerable thing of choosing someone who is at our level. And that requires you to be wildly emotionally honest with yourself. Like, what actually comes out of me when I'm stressed? Because that will tell you where you are actually at. You know, what comes out of you when things don't go your way? When you're emotionally and relationally stressed, who do you become? That will tell you what is really integrated and what is not yet integrated. It'll tell you where you are at on... (laughs) the emotional and relational maturity scale. And once you know where you're at, that's your starting gate. It's where you begin. I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that's the stuff I need to work on. And, you know, what would dating in alignment look like for me here? You know, and if you find that in those times of stress, like you're still able to really show up in a respectful reverent, responsible way, then in order to respect that, you have to choose someone who is on the same level. Otherwise, the majority of your time in that relationship will be coddling and soothing and like processing and like tending to all of these wounds that they can't be responsible for. Like, in, in other words, it's kind of a drag. Like, and I can totally understand why people want to avoid relationships if that's what the relationship is going to be. Personally, I want to avoid those types of relationships too. Like, I would much rather be single than be in a relationship that sucks my life force energy. It's literally like my face is getting fucking sucked off because I'm paired with someone who... Is just at a very different stage of their life and their development. And so part of the maturity within ourselves is when we stop choosing to date down and we do the more vulnerable thing of dating 
in alignment with where we are actually at, which requires you to embody the things that you have learned. Like you don't get to get away with just intellectually knowing something. You actually have to be the embodiment of it because you will have a partner that will call that forward in you. And they're not going to tolerate you, you know, talking all this stuff out in the world and being like, yeah, I'm an ascended master. (laughs) You know, I know all this stuff. Like, and then in the back end, you're a fucking train wreck. Like they're not going to tolerate that. And so it's up to you to really take some inventory, get so emotionally honest with yourself. If you have run this pattern or if you're on the receiving end of this pattern, if you're the one who kind of has to play catch up, what's that about for you? You know, oftentimes it's like, oh, if I just hitch myself to someone who is further along, it'll speed up this process. I can avoid the essential initiations. Well, you can't, unfortunately, to tell you, you can't avoid it. There is no avoiding the initiations that your soul is here to walk you through. And it's just a matter of when you're going to do it. And so it, it's, it's so key to explore this stuff and explore it from a really neutral and I don't, I don't want to say acceptance, but like, it's more of an approval of who you fundamentally are as a human being of like, like, oh yeah, that makes total sense based on my conditioning, based on, um, you know, what I learned about relationships, what I've experienced so far that I would develop these coping mechanisms, that I would develop these strategies, that I would develop these patterns. And I can see that, you know, they haven't really gotten me the thing that I truly desire. So how about I try something different? Because shame, if you go down that shame spiral, there's no transformational value there. Like you're not going to be able to transform the pattern if you just go down the shame spiral. We're going to talk about unshaming patterns in the workshop because it's a, it's a big piece that I really want all of you to have. Um, because once we're liberated from shame, then we're able to look at things really objectively and be like, oh yeah, that's what I'm doing there. Okay. Well, let me do something that maybe might serve me better. And, you know, we, when we start to explore ourselves in that way, there is an opening that happens And that's an opening that we can carry into our relationships. Because if you want to be mutually met in your relationship, you have to be open. Like Your heart has to be open. And if you want to create anything in the world, your heart has to be open. Otherwise, you're using force, you're using extraction uh, to do it, which will burn you out. It won't be fulfilling even if you get to the finish line. But if you create from the inside out through the portal of openness in your heart, well, that is very self-sustaining. You could maintain that for the rest of your life. And your life becomes this extraordinary work of art that is constantly being created moment to moment to moment to moment. And that is ultimately what I would love for you to have if you want 
to have that for yourself too. So we are going to explore, you know, some threads of this in the embodiment workshop. And, you know, when it comes to like really unwinding this pattern, like I said at the start, like, okay, we know it's there. How do we get out? Well, the first step of getting out of the pattern is to admit the pattern in the first place. And then it's to unwind it thread by thread. You have to understand why you're doing what you're doing. What is the unconscious payoff? Like, what are you trying to get to? What are you trying to get by playing out this pattern? What is the benefit, the subconscious benefit to playing this out? And once we understand what the benefit is or what we're trying to get from it, we can then go into a much more healthy way of getting that need met and creating the thing that we are ultimately after. So the first step is to admit this to yourself and to see all of the ways in which you play this out. What are all the reasons and justifications uh, that you give yourself And then, you know, see if you can go a little bit deeper. Like, what is the impact on you when you do this? What is the impact on the other person? And ultimately, you know, what is this pattern preventing you from having that you truly, truly desire? And when you really want to go down and into that deeper pattern work, that's when you come into the work with me. Like that's, that's what we do. We work on these emotional and relational patterns in any of my containers. You are going to get that. And, you know, so there's, like I said, there's a starting gate for everyone. The dating workshop seems like a no brainer to me. It's choose your own adventure pricing. So like you decide, (laughs) you know, there is a minimum amount, but like from there, like you get, you get to decide. And you know, that, that to me is a really good starting gate. Even just the podcast is a great starting gate. Um, you know, and you can just take it step by step from there. If you want to come into the mastermind that will be open after the dating workshop, we'll do, I think I'm going to do an application and an application interview for that because it, it will be a much higher price point than some of my other programs so that we really get to go deep. And it also includes um, access to reverence and you'll get to have your dating workshop replays and everything for the duration of the mastermind as well. And you get the dating course included. Like there's, there's a lot that goes into the mastermind as well. And, you know, you could always come into reverence. That's like an intro starting gate as well. And, you know, I really trust your knowing. I trust your path. I trust your timing. I trust if, you know, your guide, your inner guidance is guiding you to a different teacher. Like that's okay. There's literally never any pressure here to do anything beyond where you're at in this moment. But if you do desire to do something more, then there's options. And if you, if you're not too sure where you'd like to start, you can always reach out and we can have a conversation about it. Um, my DMs are always open on Instagram. You can always send me an email through the podcast. 
And I would love to hear from you. And I especially love to hear, you know, what landed for you the most in this episode. So if you'd like to share that with me, you can tag me on social media. You can send me a private message about it. I I love, love hearing your feedback and what's really like pinging and landing for you. That is very special stuff for me. And if you did receive value today and you would like to support the podcast, heading over to iTunes and rating the podcast, giving it a five-star review, maybe even writing a written review would be very, very helpful. And it just boosts the podcast so that it can get out to more people who might need this exact same message. Um, You can also share it on your social media, or you can just share the episode with someone who you think it would really benefit because you never know. You never know <laughs> how that might really support someone. So if, if, if you get a ping that, ooh, so-and-so might really like, get something from this, trust that thread. Send it to them. You know, Their free will will decide whether they listen or not. But like, you sending that thread, that current through, is such an act of generosity and one that I deeply appreciate and cherish. So we will come back next week. I've got one more dating episode for you next week before we get started on the workshop on February 25th. And if you can't be there live, there is a replay for 30 days. So you can purchase the workshop and still have access to obviously the recording coming to the Q&A, the replays. I'm going to throw some digestion questions in the community space. So there's lots that is included there if you would like to come play. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day, evening, wherever you are in space and time, wherever you're tuning in from. And I look forward to connecting with you again very soon.